0: Welcome to You Need a Coach, Bitch. I'm your host, Chris Hale. I'm a certified life coach and coach instructor. I'm also a master dance educator and self proclaimed Xaniel Pop Diva. Every week, I bring you a conversation to help you harness your inner authority by popping the patriarchy and crafting the life of your dreams. Are you ready to unleash your inner creator? Let's go. Hey bitches what's up? How are we doing? What's the four one one? What are the cool jams <laughs> uh, if you don't know what that movie reference is i i why are you here again? I asked us about the Brittany Christina Justin if you don't know them by on a first name basis how did you get here? How did you find me if you don't know it's a mean girl's reference. I'm a cool mom. Anyway, it's fucking August. It's the end. It's almost the end of August. We've got one week left. And I don't know how you're feeling about it. I'm feeling pretty good about it, you know? I enjoy the shift in seasons, in work seasons, in life seasons. Um, I My brain enjoys it, right? It's like, oh, we've got something new to focus on and it can also be a distraction right because i can allow myself to be caught up in stuff that doesn't isn't necessarily important um like thinking about like like corporate business structures like quarters like we're coming up on quarter 4 what are your goals for quarter 4 like none of that bullshit is useful for me and yet sometimes when those questions come up online right when i see other people talking about it i can allow myself to get a little bit distracted by that kind of a thing and believe that I need to somehow engage with that when, like, I really don't. I really get to decide when and how I, like, how I view time, the way I want to use time, and I don't know that that is the best setup for my brain. So think a little bit about that as we kind of start going into the end of this year into the fourth quarter, if you will. Like, does that framework work for you? Or is there some other way that you want to think about um, how you structure your goals, how you structure your results, how you structure your time? Today, uh, we're actually going to talk about the difference between confidence and self-confidence and how and when to use each one of them. And this is probably one of the biggest things that I work on with my clients is how to be more self-confident because it really impacts every part of their lives as creatives and especially as creative entrepreneurs, business owners. So the first thing I I really want everyone to know, and this might come as a surprise to you, but self-confidence is not a luxury. And it's not something that some people just have or don't have, right? It's not this like innate talent. Self-confidence is actually a skill that you can teach yourself. It's, it's an emotional skill, right? And you can create the emotion or like the concept of self-confidence with your brain. And you can, it can start small and you can grow it which is amazing, right? Because the more you practice something, the more you strengthen it. The incongruence here or like the inconsistency is that most people believe that self-confidence comes from outside of them. But that's actually what I would call confidence. And confidence has its place, but if you really want to put new things out there into the world... Right. Like if you want to put new work out there, if you want to create a new business, anything new that you want is going to require self-confidence. When we're thinking about self-confidence, right, as this as this thing that's coming from outside of us, like we're, we're generally measuring that by our past, right? And the things that we created or failed to create in the past. So again, this is how I'm differentiating between confidence and self-confidence. Confidence is what comes from your past. We get confident by being good at something. Any of the skills we have or processes we've developed, we are now confident about. So like this is where our technique from our, of our craft comes in, right? If you have a... uh if you've learned the technique of your craft, if you're a singer or a dancer or a painter, right? So if you're a singer and you've taken singing lessons your entire life, you have these neural pathways that you can rely on. You have confidence about your ability to sing. When presented with a new piece of work, right, you can look to your past as proof that you've learned new pieces before so that you could learn this one too. Like that's a that's an assumption that you could make. I can learn this too. But the problem with that is that if we're only ever looking to the past to give us the confidence to try something, we actually don't make anything new, right? Because we're we're not building up a belief in ourselves that we're able to try new things without evidence, right? So maybe, right, like... You won't try working on a new piece that has notes that you've never been able to sing consistently, right? Um, Because you're basing your ability to sing on pieces from the past or what you've been able to accomplish in the past. And you're not giving yourself credit for the ability to to work on creating consistency in these new places. So the way that I define self-confidence is it's having belief without proof, And we build it by having the willingness to experience all of the emotions that are going to come up when we start trying new things. So I'm going to say it again a little differently. Self-confidence is believing in our ability before we have evidence, plus the willingness to feel any emotion. We don't go after the things that we want because we're afraid of failing. But really what we're saying is that We're we're afraid to experience the pain of defeat, of embarrassment, judgment from others and ourselves, right? We project into an imaginary future where we've not achieved our goals, and we imagine what it will feel like to not have been successful. This is the thing that holds most people back, and this is, again, where we look to our past And we judge what we're capable of by everything we've created before because if I can look at my past and look at what I've created before, I can feel good about what I've created before. I can be like, oh, I did that before. I can feel good about that. And then I just keep reproducing. But if I'm unsure of my ability, though that means that there's uncertainty, that means that I probably will fail and I'm afraid to feel that feelings of failure And I'm afraid to feel the emotions that will come up when I do fail. So that's the thing. If you're willing to feel these negative emotions, you will have the self-confidence you need to go after anything you want. Imagine for a second that you don't care about those emotions, right? Imagine that you were not afraid to feel humiliation or defeat. We've talked about this before, right? An emotion is just a vibration in your body. It can't actually harm you. Now, I'm not saying that it like, gets enjoyable. I'm not saying that we're going to be like, woohoo, bring on the pain. But you don't have to be afraid that anything bad is going to happen just because you're feeling a negative emotion, now, your brain doesn't understand this, right? Your, your, your mind thinks that any level of discomfort is like a complete disaster, right? And we like urgently need to fix and eradicate this negative emotion. But truly, emotions have no power over us until we decide to let them. The problem is, is that we experience failure and we take it personally. And we make it mean something about us and about our ability to succeed. So this is where we can stop doing that. We can stop making up stories about what it means to fail. I've talked about this before. We're going to have to embrace failure on our road to success. We have to fail. We have to recalibrate. We have to try again. That's the only thing that's going to get us to where you want to be. And so if you can be willing to feel anything then self-confidence becomes the catalyst for you to take on anything in your life. Like knowing that you're going to have the ability to experience every part of it. All of the good, all of the bad. If you're not resisting any emotion, you'll be willing to try whatever it takes to create your result. So this is very practical and very simple, but not always easy to do how we get to the place where we're self-confident. It's going to take some time to, like, achieve this, right? To learn this new skill. So the first thing you're going to do is you're going to pick something that you want to achieve, but that you've been sort of too afraid to go after. Now, like, go to the place where... you you didn't make it happen, where it failed. Really consider that. What comes up for you? The fear of not getting what we want is often worse than the actual experience of failure. But we're too afraid to even consider it. So if you sit with it for a moment and you're able to let that feeling come up, and and just be with it and notice that it doesn't have to have any impact on you. That's the first step. So, like, an example um, that I like to use is, like, going to get blood drawn. So, like, I have to, I used to have, like, all of this fear around, like, the doctor and getting blood drawn and, like, needles. And I would just, like, work myself up to the point of, like, being too afraid to even make the appointment to go to the doctor. Like, I created more drama and pain for myself beforehand than there actually ever was once I was there, right? And this is what we do with our goals. We build them up in our heads and this stops us from taking action. So whether it is like starting your business or trying a new kind of expression of your art or like finding a partner, right? These are all examples of things we might wanna do. We imagine our failures and we make them mean something about us that is too painful to feel. So we're like, I could never, if this doesn't work, I'll never be able to get over it. But just go back to that feeling you just brought up, right? Considering the failure, that's it. That's all it's ever going to feel like. That's the worst it's going to feel. But we resist that and we magnify the emotion Resistance actually feels worse than the the feeling that you're trying to avoid. The truth is, is that if you just like went out and did the damn thing and you were not afraid to feel any emotion, you would completely diffuse it before it even happens. Because really what we're, we're working with is that resistance. So now you've experienced this. You're like, okay, I've done it. I pulled it up. I know what it's going to feel like. I know what it could feel like. This is the worst it's ever going to be, right? You have this willingness to feel anything. Now is the time where we're going to bring back in that idea of having our own back, right? So whenever we take on any new endeavor, right, we're going to expect the failures, we're going to be prepared for them. And we're going to decide how we want to deal with them in advance. So, again, having your own back is basically like committing to self-compassion. It's a, it's committing to not beating ourselves up for any reason. Especially when things don't work out as planned. Right? We're going to decide we're not going to talk shit about ourselves to ourselves. And we make that promise. Now, are we going to get it, like, perfectly right all the time? No. But we're also going to be prepared for that. We're going to be prepared for, like, how do I want to interact with my brain when it starts to go to that place where it wants to beat me up? I get to decide what that looks like. Am I going to believe what my brain brain says? Or am I going to, like, thank it? Like, thank you very much, brain, for having me consider all these things but I'm not, you're not, you're not here for me right now. I'm not, we're not doing this, right? Like that's, that's an option. And that's how you, you build trust with yourself. Self-confidence is rooted in self-trust. You make yourself a safe space for you, right? Think about it. Like if you tell someone something in confidence, it means that you're going to trust them to keep your secret, right? This is this is the reason why we don't have more self-confidence because we don't trust ourselves to not be super shitty to ourselves. The things that you need to trust in are your current abilities, which that's where confidence comes in, right? Like I have confidence in my current abilities. So I can trust that. I can trust in my ability to attempt something I've never done before. I can trust that I will have my own back when I make mistakes. And I can trust in my willingness to feel any emotion. And all of that trust combined is what makes you unstoppable. All of that trust is what gives you the self-confidence that you need to go out there And start doing these things. Start trying the things that you've been too afraid to try because you were terrified of how you were going to show up with yourself if things didn't work out. So that's how we're going to differentiate between confidence and self-confidence. And we're going to be very selective about how we use them, right? I'm going to be focusing more on my self-confidence On a regular basis, and building that up, and practicing that as a skill, and then I'm going to decide what I want to go to the past and what I'm going to go to the past for. This is something to do with all of my clients. We can't stop our brains from going to the past because it's it's what they do, right? It's just like a function of our brain. We're trying to make sense of things, but I can direct it to what it what I want it to look for in my past. And when it comes to our ability, we want to focus more on. I've done this before so I can do it again, right? In the sense that, like, I've learned how to do new things before. I trust in my ability to learn new things and to be nice to myself while I do them. Then with the combination, right, of that, like, being intentional about what we go to the past for and looking to the future for, like, what I want to achieve, and like daydreaming and like what in my, like what are my wildest dreams about what I want to create? And I put it all together. That's where I can take action in my present moment to be able to work toward what is the next thing that's going to help me get there? And am I willing to experience the fullness of the human experience to do it? All right, folks, that's what I got for you this week. I hope everybody has a great week. I will talk to you soon. If you are loving the podcast, it's time to put a ring on it. It would mean the world to me if you would do one or all of these things. First off, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts or all the places podcasts are available if you want to be extra. While you're there, giving a five star rating and leaving a review would be epic. And lastly, spreading the love by sharing your favorite episode would be beyond. Thanks, love. We'll talk soon.